All right. Well, good morning. Good to see everyone out this morning. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. Looks like our numbers are a little bit down. Maybe folks thought we weren't having services. Uh, that's okay. Just want to let you know, we will be having services until I will call you or one of our deacons, or it'll be on our, our prayer chain or something. We will have services unless you hear from us, okay? And so uh, we're just uh, wanting to exercise some caution and stuff like that. Be careful. Um, but um, I think we can have services at this point, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the Lord has for us this morning. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer and invite him into our services. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be in your house to worship and to praise you. Many churches around today are unable to meet uh, just due to uh, just this coronavirus and uh, advisory. Lord, we just ask now that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, as many are probably tuned in to our, uh, to our Facebook, Lord, I pray that you would be with those that are out. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, uh, turn our, our eyes upon you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would just uh, give us peace and comfort during the troubled times. Lord, I ask that you would uh, be with our services this morning, speak to our hearts only you can. Lord, most importantly, if there's one here that doesn't know you, that today would be the day of salvation. We love you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty, good morning. Let's go ahead and turn to 418, hymn number 418. We'll sing the first three verses. turn back to 81 hymn number 81 we'll do the first second and last
right, at this time, since we're not having our uh, fellowship time, I just wanted to uh, maybe give an opportunity uh, to um, give a testimony or someone want to have a give a testimony, get to know someone. And uh, if you want to do that at this time, uh, I want to offer that to anybody who would like to do that. Brother Caleb? Yeah, Pastor. Uh, you know, I just want to take a moment to thank the Lord that uh, we don't have to, we don't have to have everything figured out, which can be a little bit frustrating in the flesh sometimes, of course. But, uh, you know, Haley and I just, as we're, you know, as everybody, you know, uncertainties with this or that going through all of this. Of course, you know, she works at the college, which is sending all of its students home who can go home. And, uh, you know, it's, we were talking uh, the other night just uh, thanking the Lord for his promises that as long as we're following him, uh, he will provide for our needs. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily our wants, as, as you've said, but, uh, you know, our, our needs, we don't have to worry about that. I just thank him for that promise and for just always sticking with us. Amen. 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 Mr. Christie. Okay. When shadows fall and the night covers all, there are things that my Savior is near, my Lord abides with me. How can I fear? Jesus is near. He ever watches over me. Worries all cease. He gives me peace. How can I with Jesus. When I'm alone and I face the unknown and I fear what the future may be, I can depend on the strength of my friend. He walks along with me. turn over to 639, all the way in the back of the hymn book, 639. Thank you. 
Let's sing thank you, Lord. Thank you. singing this morning. Do again appreciate you being here in the house of the Lord. Hope that you've already been blessed for being here already this morning and uh, it's good to see each and every one of you. Uh, I don't know about you but uh, I can't hardly stand to listen to the news anymore. Uh, anybody agree with me there? <laughs> I mean between all the violence, the political junk, the coronavirus, I mean it's not worth listening to. Uh, I believe it's all politically motivated, a lot of it, and I read yesterday this, and I thought it was good. I, I, I did not, uh, forgive me, I did not do the research, but I believe the totals are pretty accurate uh, based on uh, past, but uh, the death toll in America, babies aborted 1,500, and there was silence, nothing mentioned. Drunk driving deaths, 29, silence. Drug overdose, 173, silence. Flu, 77, silence. Murders, 44, silence. Coronavirus, 4, government takes over, the world goes into full-blown hysteria, there's no toilet paper on the shelves, Democrats blame President Trump for the virus and economic downturn, Sport events canceled, media fuels a panic, stock markets crash, and now the government knows exactly what it is to fully control the people. You can agree or disagree, I don't care, it doesn't matter. But I can honestly say this, I'm looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I agree wholeheartedly with John when he said this in Revelation 22:20. 20, even so come Lord Jesus. I believe we're closer than we've ever been, folks. I mean, just with everything going on, I, I'm not a one that's going to set a date. I'll never set a time or anything like that because only God knows that. But I believe we're close. And it doesn't, doesn't bother me a bit, folks. It doesn't. You know, the only thing that bothers me is the, the souls that aren't saved. I believe so many Christians are living in fear when now is the time we should be living by faith. Right now, our faith should be kicking in high gear. You know, I, I understand we need to be careful and use common sense, but we don't need to be living in fear, folks. What the media is doing right now is feeding the fear frenzy. I mean, we are, we are overwhelmed by... I mean, people are going out and they're fighting over toilet paper. I thought about putting a sign up here, out here, come to our church this Sunday, we have toilet paper. I, I really thought about doing that. I thought about putting a, a, another sign out there saying, hey, every new visitor, uh, we, we will give you a roll of toilet paper. But I figured, I figured we'd meet that 250 that we're not supposed to do, and then, we'd, and then we couldn't meet. So, I mean, people going crazy over the stupidest things. What's funny, and this is, this is not even in my, my notes or anything, but what's funny is I opened up the cabinet the other day, and I noticed we only have two rolls of toilet paper in our house. <laughs> so now when uh, uh, we go to you know, get toilet paper, there's none there. So um, I've got some leaves and stuff like that if you want to buy them. I know that's probably not good pulpit humor, but anyways... I never claimed to be politically correct or anything like that. But folks, we're we're in a mess, aren't we? Our country is in a mess. This world is in a mess. And you know what we need? We need Jesus. We don't need this fear. We don't need 
this hype. We don't, I mean, this is crazy. The Bible says this, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And I think I'm not, without doing harm to the Bible, I'm not adding to her, but we can think, we can, we can apply this to man, what man can do to me, what disease can do to me, what fear can do to me. I will not, I, what anything, you put, put whatever bothers you into that category, and I should not fear. The Lord is my helper. Financially. Honestly, for the Christian, we have so many certainties and comforts uh, comforting promises during times of trouble, and, and one of them being, this is not our home. We have a home prepared for us. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house. Our many mansions were not so I would have told you. Lo, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Folks, this is not our home. We're just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. For the Christian, we should be confident in the fact that we are on the winning side. Folks, what is the alternative to living? And I'm not trying to be ugly. But for the Christian, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I'm not, I'm not here saying, hey, let's all drink the Kool-Aid, okay? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying don't worry about all this fear and this stuff going on. Use common sense. Wash your hands. Okay? Uh, try not to touch your face. Uh, whatever that is. I've seen this thing where this, they were trying not to touch your face. And how many times do you touch your face? Folks, just be careful. I was talking to someone, a doctor, uh, and I said... Isn't it common sense that you're supposed to wash your hands all the time? I mean, isn't it common sense you use hand sanitizer? I mean, isn't that stuff just common sense? And he said, you would not believe how many people don't have common sense. <laughs> Folks, we're on the winning side regardless of what happens. The Bible says in Revelation 19, 11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in the heavens followed him upon white horses... I don't like horses. I don't like riding horses, but I'll like it that day, I'm sure. Clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with, uh, with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he, he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. That's the God we serve. Knowing that God is in control, that heaven is our home, why is there so much fear amongst Christians today? I understand the lost world being in fear. But do you realize this, that fear is a lack of faith? Fear is a lack of faith. Fear over the coronavirus. Fear of, uh, of concerns about the future. And there is fear about the here and now. Yes, financially, the stock market crashed. I mean, it took a plunge. And if you uh, have your faith and your trust and your confidence in that, yes, you're going to be you're there's you're going to be scared. You're going to be worried about those things. But I tell you what, if you're invested in the stock market, don't look at your portfolio right now. This week has been horrible for that, and it's caused fear to overshadow our faith. You see, I realize that. Our children are no longer safe from harm in our schools in America today. Uh, through these times, we have comfort in knowing that, uh, that God is in control. The Bible says in Psalm 27, that's where we're going to be this morning, Psalm 27. I've preached on this uh, psalm many times. I love this psalm. But Psalm 27, verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. 
Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon, uh, upon me to eat up my flesh, uh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp uh, against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion." In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for, Lord, just your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I pray that this message... Lord, that you've given to me, Lord, will help to uh, give peace and comfort to your people. Lord, I uh, ask that if there's one here that doesn't know you, that they would know that peace and that comfort that only you can give. Lord, that they would be saved before it's eternally too late. Lord, I pray that you would work in our midst, that you would get the glory and the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us to consider that through difficult times, we don't have to be afraid. You know, through these difficult times, we can have comfort and peace. Some Christians know only a fraction of the peace and comfort that God intends for us to have. You know, trouble and trials are not new to the Christian. If, if, if you're all of a sudden shocked by this, I mean... Uh, you haven't, been, you haven't been really understanding what's going on. I mean, they have been around since sin came into this world. Life may be hard now, but it's never been easy. Perhaps life in the early days, back in the Bible days, was different, but it was still, not, it was not without difficulties. This morning, I want to encourage you that, that you don't have to be afraid. God is still in control. He's still on the throne. He hasn't vacated his spot there. There's not, a, uh, 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 there's not someone waiting in line. He is in control, and he always will be in control. Does anybody in here think that this coronavirus surprised God a bit? Then why are we, why are we afraid? Why are we so fearful? He knows exactly what we're going through. The Bible says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes we need to be reminded that God is eternal and that His principles found in His Word are also eternal. They do not change with the times or with the people or with anything else. They are, every word is true. You know, even in this ever-changing society, uh, uh, God's word still remains true. In Psalms 27, David presents uh, several principles that enable him to handle difficult times when he's going through some things. These principles will help us deal with whatever we may be going through as well. I want to preach a message, Be Not Afraid. That's what I've entitled it this morning, Be Not Afraid. And I'm going to give you some reasons why I'm not afraid. Number one, the reason I'm not afraid is because I am satisfied with my salvation in God. My salvation from God. Listen, folks, it's Him that has given it to me. Look there in verse 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Bible says in Psalm 118, 14, The Lord is my strength and my song is, uh, and has become my salvation. You see, this is found, foundational. We must believe that salvation comes from Him and Him alone. Not in your good works, not in the things that you've done, not in anything else, not in your righteousness, because the Bible tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. 
You see, salvation was purchased by God. The Bible says in Acts 20, 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which uh, the Holy Ghost hath made you overseer to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. If you purchase something, it belongs to you. It belongs to you, not to me. I mean, you may give it to me. Anybody want to give me anything? No, I'm just kidding. But it belongs to you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6.20, For ye are bought with a price. If you are a Christian this morning, you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. God paid the ultimate price for you when he went to the cross of Calvary and died for your sins. He shed his blood for the remission of your sins. Please understand that you're not co-signers to this salvation. You belong to him. We are servants of Jesus Christ. When you are a servant, the word means slave. You, are, you belong to him. You have no right to yourself. When we realize that, it helps us to understand, hey, if I have no right to myself, everything that I have is his. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That sounds like what Job said. So whatever we're going, we're going to realize that God is the one that purchased our salvation. But also, salvation was provided by Him. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God provided the only way to salvation. There's not many spokes on a wheel. There's not many ways to get saved. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. God purchased salvation, and because salvation belongs to him, he has provided it to all who will believe. Salvation is also promised by God. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Aren't you thankful that God didn't say, Thou may be saved? Or Thou may possibly, if you do this or do that, may be saved. Thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Since sin came into the world, God promised that he would purchase and provide salvation. The Bible says in Genesis 3.15, the first promise here, that he says, And I will put enmity between thee and the, uh, and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This is speaking of the serpent being crushed by the Lord Jesus Christ when he went to the cross of Calvary to provide salvation for us. Salvation was provided by God. It was purchased by God. It was promised by God, but also it's protected by God. Aren't you thankful that no one can take you out from that salvation? Nothing can take that salvation away. The Bible says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and I give unto them eternal life, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. He's saying, hey, folks, listen, hey, when, you're, when you are a Christian, you've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been saved. You've been purchased. You belong to him. You are in the Lord Jesus' hand. He says, no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. That no man includes you, includes me. There's nothing we can do. If you've truly been saved, there's nothing you can do. It's eternal security. Now, I've heard people say, well, I've been saved, so that means I can live however I want to. If you've truly been saved, you won't want to live however you want to. God changes your want to. God give, when I got saved, God put a desire in me, a hunger in me, uh, something in me. And I don't understand these people that will make a profession and then never have anything to do with God again. I call that Band-Aid Christianity or Spare Tire Christianity. 
We only need him whenever we have a bump or a bruise or a flat tire. We just get him out when we have a need. But folks, that's not Christianity. That's not salvation. When I got saved, God changed me. All things have become new. Salvation is protected by God. The Bible says, Let your conversation be without covenant and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You see, David had confidence in the Lord because he knew that his salvation was in the Lord. Folks, we can have confidence today with the coronavirus, with the financial uh, collapse, with, with whatever's going on, with anything. We can have confidence. Why? I will not be afraid because I have salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm saved. I'm satisfied with salvation. If he gives me nothing else in this world, I will die a happy man. Why? Because salvation is what it's all about. David had confidence. We must have an anchor that's steadfast and sure in the midst of the storms of life. With everything that's going on, we have to have something that is steadfast and sure, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. James tells us that we do not know what tomorrow will bring. None of us have any idea what may be around the corner. Uh, now, I don't say that to cause fear or anxiety or worry or uncertainty of life, but we can have peace and confidence knowing that salvation is in God. When, rub, when the rubber meets the road, now folks, get this. When the rubber meets the road, the only thing that really matters is not the fact that there's no March Madness. Now, I miss the fact. This is the only time I like watching, I really sit down and watch basketball. I, I like watching it. I, I mean, I don't watch it throughout the rest of the year, but I love watching March Madness. But it doesn't mount to a hill of beans. It doesn't matter that there's no NBA Finals. We had tickets to go to... Uh, uh, a friend of mine purchased tickets for um, Faith. She loves the um, Golden State Warriors. She loves them. He bought us uh, really nice tickets. I mean, it's like five, ten rows back or something right there and. Faith was all excited about it. And then when she found out the NBA was canceled, she was just brokenhearted. I didn't care. Why, why are we so fearful, folks? It doesn't matter. Even if our financial stability, the one thing that, matter, the one thing that matters is the assurance of salvation. It's the only thing that's vital. The songwriter put it this way, I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds my hand. David knew he was saved. That was why he was able to say, My heart shall not fear, though war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. He didn't say maybe or might be. He said, He is my light and my salvation. And we can know it. The Bible says, these things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. Folks, I don't, I don't see how people pillow their head at night uh, that don't have this guarantee of salvation. If they have this, well, I don't know for sure, maybe I'm saved. I could not sleep at night. I remember when God revealed it to my heart that I was lost. I tell you what, I, I went through the day in that morning service. I remember God speaking to my heart saying, you need to be saved. You need, you're you're going to die and spend eternity in hell. And I remember God speaking to my heart that morning. And I, I, I left the, the service and I thought, oh, I'll be fine. It's no big deal. I went home and I, I thought about it all day long. And then the church service the next uh, that night was Sunday night service. And I, I mean, God was just dealing with my heart and I was putting it off. And I finally I just couldn't. I couldn't handle it anymore. I thought, man, I'm, I'm, I was, that's what fear was about. I wasn't fearful what men could do me, to me. I was fearful that I was going to die and spend eternity in hell. God saved me that night. See, we can have assurance today. We can have confidence today. I will not be afraid because he's my light and my salvation. I will not be afraid, number two, because... 
I'm secure in the strength of my God. If I had my security and my strength, I, I can tell you what, yesterday I helped a friend move. I used to be strong. It's kind of depressing, really. Well, Travis, we used to be strong. He's still strong, but he just, his legs aren't so strong right now. But Brother Caleb's still a bear. But one of these days, you won't be strong anymore. I'm saying all that to say this. Our strength is not in me. My strength is in the Lord. The Bible, look there in verse, it says, The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? If it, the Lord, if, if it was my strength, I should be afraid. But the Lord is my strength. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell, though an host should encamp, uh, encamp against me. My heart shall not fear, though war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. What is it? What is he getting confident? That the Lord is his salvation. The Lord is his strength. Psalm 118, 14 says, The Lord is my strength and my song and is my become my salvation. I know this because he's been my strength in the past. God has never forsaken me. He has always protected me. He's always provided strength and uh, security in a time of need. He's always been there for me. David remembered his experiences with the lion and the bear. And he remembered his experience with Goliath. He remembered how God delivered him and from Goliath, which represented all the wicked and evil. And Goliath was the enemy that no man could conquer. But God enabled David to be victorious that day. You see, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. David didn't say, hey, look what I did. I killed a giant, I killed a giant Goliath. Nobody else could do it. You know what he said? He said, of God, God's able. God's the one that delivered the giant into my hand. God is the one. My strength is in God. That's what he's saying. He, say, he wasn't saying, hey, I'm just, look at me, toot my own horn here, toot, toot. He's saying, look at my God and how big and how mighty He is. See, we all have giants that we must face from time to time. But also, my strength because, comes from Him because I know that because of His presence in me. Again, God has always been there with me. I remember times in my life that I was really afraid. Then remember that the Lord is with me and that peace and that comfort. That's why uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7 has been my life verse. Be careful for nothing but everything through prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for that peace that God gives us. Yes, we have times uh, we have, we, all of we're human we have times of doubt and fear and anxiety and stuff like that, but we need, to, we need to reel that in and say, God, you're in control. I trust you. There's moments of lapse in all of our lives, but we don't have to dwell there. We don't have to stay there. We can get up. A righteous man falls seven times, but get up again. The three Hebrew boys had confidence in his, in his security because they knew that he was right there with them. What giant is in your path today? What is it that seems too big to overcome? Have confidence in God. Do not be afraid. But also because not only His presence, but His promises. He said it, therefore I can trust it. Trust in the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 112, 7 and 8, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. This is not the power of positive thinking. It isn't about gathering loads of self-confidence. This is about trusting in the promises of God, a God who, uh, with whom uh, we have a personal relationship. Psalm 118.8, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Because of our salvation is in Him and our security is with Him, we have a soothing from the song from God. Number three, the soothing from a song from God. Look there in verse 4 of our text. It says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in His tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Psalm 118.14 says, The Lord is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. See, I have a song of praise in my heart today that God has given me. You know, you've heard me say this many times. I'm not, I never claim to be a good singer. But God has given me a song. God's given me a song. I, I'll sing, I sing all the time. I sing all the time in the shower. I, I sing so loud sometimes. When Christy and, and uh, Miss Christy and, and Liz was talking on the phone, that, uh, Liz was in college there, and she was talking. She goes, what in the world is going on? She could hear me singing in the background, and I'm, I'm in the bathroom with the door shut, and Christy's in the, all the way at the other end of the house, and she can hear it. You say, what are you singing? I don't know, just songs, just anything that comes to my mind. I'll just sing, Jesus, I love you. You're the best that I ever had. Anybody else make up songs? Don't make me feel stupid up here. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I just sing songs. I mean, they don't. sometimes they don't make sense, but you know what? It's a song of praise. A song that he's put in my heart. You see, worship should be a part of our life. We need to realize that worship is not just something that we do on Sundays. It should be a part of our lives. David said it was his first priority. His first priority was to dwell or to remain in the presence of God. To be where God is is to dwell in his house. What is our number one desire? No wonder David was referred to a man after God's own heart. Because he had a song of praise. Notice in Psalm 27, 5, he says, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. In time of trouble, I don't want to have to go looking for God. I don't want to scramble around and stumble through some prayer. I want to be able to trust him in times of trouble. The Bible says he will set me upon a rock. When I begin to sink deep in mire of sin and problems, I want to be able to call out to him knowing that he is near. To have confidence that he will reach down and lift me up out of that mire and set my feet upon a solid rock. Psalm 31, uh, 30 verse 1 says this, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hath met, not made my foes to rejoice over me. Psalm 40 verse 2, he hath brought me, he brought me up out of the, also out of the horrible pit and out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Notice in verse 6 he says, I will offer a sacrifice of joy. Literally means I will shout with joy or loudly uh, sounding the battle cry. You know what, folks? I don't have a problem with you shouting, Amen! I don't have a problem with you saying, Hallelujah! Yesterday I was, I was driving in the car and I said, Well, Hallowasa! And Faith's like, What's that, Dad? I said, well, that's kind of a mixture of hallelujah, what a Savior. (laughs) Folks, we ought to have a song of praise in our hearts. But then, 
He says, I will rejoice. He says, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Literally meaning, I will lift up my voice in honor and praise. Not just a shout of joy, but in honor and praise, singing unto the Lord. Folks, you may not have the best voice in here. Some of you have a really bad voice. I won't point you out. But you ought to have a song of praise in your heart. You ought to be able to sing unto the Lord. When I, when I have people come up here and sing, I always remind them that you have an audience of one. And that's the Lord. Everybody else gets to enjoy it or not enjoy it so much. But it's for the Lord. And if you're doing it for the Lord, I don't care. I remember at Lifeline, we had a guy there that would sing. It was awful. Just to say it kindly, it was awful. But what made it good was he had a heart of praise. It was the worst singing I've ever heard in my life. But there was often times where the crowd would have tears in their eyes. Because they knew it was from the heart. It was joy. It was praise. Maybe I can list some singers today. I don't know. But then the last thing is this. I have a song that needs to be publicized. It needs to be made public. I mean, don't be afraid to praise the Lord. I, I, I believe there's too many... Is the word incognito, is that the word I'm looking for? Christians out there, camouflage Christians. They're kind of blended in with the world. Folks, we need to stand out like a sore thumb. I'm not saying be arrogant and be ugly and stuff like that. I'm saying this, people ought to know that we're Christians. I've seen people that aren't rude but they make it absolutely abundantly clear that they're Christians when they're praying. Can I have your attention? We're going to pray for our food right now. I'm not saying you have to do that, okay? But you can pray. I've also seen people do this thing right here. Don't want to get caught praying for their food in public. I've seen people do it. Folks, don't be afraid to praise the Lord wherever you're at. There's coming a day, I, I believe there's coming a day when we will be persecuted for our, our public praise of the Lord. There may come a day, but you know what? I'm going to praise Him. And I'm going to let people know that I'm a Christian. The Bible says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom hath redeemed him from the hand of our enemy. See, there is no promise that we will not have to face difficulties. But we can rest upon the promises, the principles that we are able to go through these storms because our salvation is from the Lord. Our security is in Him and our song should be a praise to Him. I'm not afraid because I'm saved and He is the one that holds my salvation. I'm not afraid because I'm secure for He is the source of my strength. And I'm not afraid because I have a song that I'm going to sing a praise to Him. See, we do not have to be afraid. We can lean on the one that is in control. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I will not be afraid. I don't know where you are this morning. And if I offended you, if the word of God offended you this morning, I'm not going to apologize for the word of God. But if I said something harshly uh, in the wrong manner uh, and you're offended, listen, folks, I love you. You know that. I just want you to be encouraged this morning and and I want you to realize that we don't have to be afraid of what may come our way. But we can trust in Him. We can praise Him through it all. The Bible still says to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. God wants us to have the abundant life. I want to encourage you to find your peace and your comfort in Him. Maybe the cure for the coronavirus is just turn off your TV and internet for a while. Maybe the cure of fear is just get alone with Him. I'll not be afraid. 
you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I don't even know for sure if I was to die today, I'd go to heaven. I just don't know that for sure. Is there anyone like that? Would you raise your hand? Anyone? I believe we're... Maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but there, there are some things. I, I've been discouraged. I've been, I've been afraid. I've been, there are some things with everything. Just honestly, I've, I've been afraid, but the message this morning has spoke to my heart. And I'm, I'm going to just trust in Him. I'm going to look to Him. Thank you for your honesty. Anyone else? I'm just going to look to Him. I'm just going to trust Him. I, I, I know I've looked to the news. I've looked at society. I've looked at things, other things, but I'm just going to... I'm just going to set my heart towards him this morning. I'm just going to look to him. Whatever comes, I realize that he's in control and I'm going to trust him. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, you know each situation. You know each person's concern and their needs. And Lord, I pray this morning as there's folks that may be listening on our Facebook, Lord, that may not be saved. I pray that today be the day of salvation. Lord, that they would call our church or call me, 765-719-3750. Lord, they, and I can show them from your word how, you can, how they can know for sure that heaven's their home. Not my way, not the Baptist way, but the Bible way, how they can know for sure that heaven's their home. And Lord, for those that have been discouraged, disheartened, or even fearful, Lord, may they seek their, their peace and their comfort in you this morning. Lord, I pray that you just give a calm, a peaceness about your people, realizing that you're in control, you are sovereign. Lord, that you are our source of strength and hope and salvation. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Miss Haley is going to begin playing softly. Would you stand to your feet as God spoke to your heart this morning? The altar's open. The altar's open. God spoke to you and I'm going to encourage you just to find a place at the altar. seated. Let me go over a few announcements and then we'll take up our tithes and offerings. I want to remind you of a couple things. On uh, March the 29th, we're going to have the Lord's Supper and dinner on the grounds. That's the plan as of right now. Uh, the dinner on the grounds may change uh, just depending on uh, how things uh, go. But anyways, looking forward to that. April the 4th is our prayer breakfast. April the 5th is our business meeting. April the 10th is our Good Friday service. We're going to have Good Friday service here this year, okay? Uh, just a reminder that it's going to be here. And I'm asking all those that would, we're going to bring some finger or some desserts, cookies, and just different things. And we're probably going to have 350, 400 people here. I'm, th I'm, I'm really thinking there's going to be quite a few people here. And uh, hopefully the ban is lifted and things like that. But maybe we'll just lose count. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, we're, we want to have a nice little fellowship afterwards. And uh, that's the plan as of right now. And then April the 17th is Resurrection Sunday. We'll have a sunrise service at 730 We'll uh, then have uh, breakfast, and then we'll have our Sunday school, and then our, after, our morning service, all right? And so looking forward to that. And then April the 26th through the 29th, looking forward to a revival with uh, Dr. Bobby Sanders. Uh, hope that you begin praying about it even right now, all right? And then we want to uh, remind you to pray for Randall and Bonnie Studdard, our Missionary of the Week, our Deacon of the Week, Brother Adam Amos. Our family week, Brother Allen and Miss Angel Basor, and then our trustee week, Brother Jack Schaus. Remember these folks in your prayers, if you would. And then also uh, uh, Peyton, and uh, Peyton's not feeling well this morning, so you pray for him. And uh, also, um, uh, um, we have a birthday, Brother. Our little Andrew's birthday's today, 
So you make sure you tell him happy birthday. He probably uh, won't understand or anything, but little little Andrew's birthday's today. I was thinking it was next week. Uh, I had my weeks off, but anyways, uh, happy birthday, Andrew. All right, when he gets a little older, we'll sing to him, but he'd probably be embarrassed right now. But uh, anyway, so we'll go ahead and have the men come forward. We'll take up this morning's tithes and offerings. Folks, let me remind you of this. I don't ever talk about giving, and st- I hardly ever talk about that. Remember this, if some, the tithe belongs to the Lord. And so just remember that, that the tithe belongs to the Lord, and it's, it's His tithe. And so uh, if, uh, if you miss a week or whatever, it's still His tithe. All right? I, I'm not trying to be mean or hateful. Uh, I'm just trying to remind you. Uh, of that that thing because I know that uh, there may be times when we may not have services um, but there's still bills and still things the Lord's work still goes on and so just want to remind you of that all right let's go ahead and have a word of prayer brother Caleb sir would you please dear Lord I just thank you so very much for giving us just this opportunity to gather together this morning Uh, Lord truly help us to not just Take what we've heard this morning and leave it here, but help us to hold it close and let it sink into our hearts and to change us just a little bit more into uh, just the image of your dear son. Lord, now during this time of offering, I just ask that you help us to have glad and cheerful hearts, uh, not give uh, even from a sense of duty, but rather just out of uh, gladness and joy that we can uh, just give back a little bit to you from what, from all that you've blessed us with, uh, so that we can see your work just continue here on earth. Lord, just uh, do bless the gift of the giver, uh, so that your work can continue. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. go ahead and have our uh, second service. Uh, we'll take a, just a couple minute break for those that would uh, need to leave. But anyways, uh, just so you know, it's a, our second service is abbreviated service. It's not a, uh, we have one song and then the message. And so it's uh, usually we're out of here around noon. And so if you're able to stick around, I want to encourage you to. Uh, Lord's going to, we're in the book of Joshua again. And uh, Lord's gave me a message from the book of Joshua in chapter 8. And so I want to encourage you to stick around for that. All right, let's all stand. We'll close in a word of prayer. Brother Travis, sir, would you close this, sir? Father, it's good to be in your house today. Lord, we thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for being long-suffering with us. Lord, we thank you for those among us that may not feel well today with great love that you would come. Lord, I thank you for just being so good to us. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Pray, Father, that you keep a hedge of battle. Let them always look to you. Pray now as those that must leave, that they be safe travels today. 